Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. Today's episode is with the founder of BTR Nation, Ashley Nicholson. Ashley is on a mission to reimagine the modern vending machine. BTR Nation makes nourishing and better for you snacks and the most amazing truffle chocolates. My kids call them the chocolate hearts. BTR stands for Be Bold, Tenacious, and Resilient, which is inspired by her parents' personal mantra that motivated Ashley to start BTR Nation a few years ago. Both of her parents were diagnosed with rare forms of cancer, and as their primary caretaker from the hospital, Ashley was living off of vending machine snacks. And like most of us, she was very uninspired by the processed and sugary snack options, which is what led to the creation of her delicious snack bars and chocolates at BTR Nation. If you do want to order some of her bars and chocolates, use my code RACHEL for 20% off. The best place to find them, I can say nationwide right now, is their website. They're getting into more and more stores, but use the code for 20% off. I personally love the peanut butter chocolate chip and the dark chocolate brownie, but they have a variety pack. And for the truffles, any flavor, just feed them to me all night, please. I'm going to link to everything in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear what you think of this episode. Let Ashley and I know when you're listening and any questions that you may have. And as always, if you have a hot second to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, that would be so incredibly appreciated. Now let's dive into today's episode with Ashley. I'm so excited to chat with you because I feel like I really don't know much about your business and like the behind the scenes and like you sold me why you started when we met in real life at Expo West, which was like the sweetest part of my trip. I like feel like I genuinely don't know a lot about you and your products. And there's so much to dive into. George, do you agree? Right? Well, I mean, I think we know a lot about her products considering (laughs) we're obsessed and our kids like are constantly taking them out of the drawer but no but i don't know a lot about like oh the, the background product. sure but like the products were, were fairly dialed in on i'd say it's yes, the, chocolate dive in. Hearts, the chocolate hearts that's <laughs> what ezra yeah he's so cute it's, uh, kids love these products even the bars which is so interesting because to me they're because the bars are they're positioned for the whole family, but I think a lot of kids, they don't have like that. They don't grow up with this palette for sugar and flavors and this and that. So, I mean, Maddie is devouring a dark chocolate brownie bar a day. And then she's like, more, more. <laughs> what more. is with the brownie flavor and kids? That's Ezra's favorite too. It's that's what I see across the board. Our director of ops, her two and a half year old is obsessed. And it's like more, more. It's the cutest. I can't. I can't. Matt is turning one next week. So, oh, congrats. congratulations! Nice. You made it. <laughs> Although I, the this phase is I wish because like, I always say like oh when they're an infant like they do require like so much attention like constant like staring at them, yeah. but they kind of just sit there and you know sleep eat poop and now it's you know she's trying to walk so she's trying to run everywhere and she's throwing herself into the air. And, Oh my God. Um, it's a, this is a whole new phase. I feel like every week is a new journey with the business, with the baby. So I just try to share it all on Instagram. Like you do. It's a, you have one, one child, right? One, just one and an 80 pound dog. So she's, um, she's a beast. Oh, wow. You have an 80 pound dog. What kind we of do. dog is that monster? Faster pimple mix. She's the gentlest. She's the, uh, she is a child though, because she's so scared of her own shadow that literally her shadow, if she sees her shadow, she'll bark and then like run away in her crate. It's so funny. So, and then if you count my husband, three children. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The, I mean, the dog sounds more intimidating to me than having five kids. 
Um, I'm not a dog person. I actually today walked by two large dogs that were like probably like 50 pounds. And I was like unwell. Um, I'm like petrified. But anyways, so you'll see though with your daughter that like once you reach the one year mark, it only gets better because like their personalities just come in. Like I love Cooper. Like he's amazing, but he's five months and he's, and he, he lays there. Like he doesn't sit up yet. And it's like, Ooh, he giggles and he's, he's chatty for a five month old, but there's not much you can do with them. Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of sit there and lay. Um, but yeah, her personality is just shining through. She is wild. So I'm excited. I feel like that's what everyone says. It's like, once you hit one, it only yeah. gets better. So I'm excited. Now you're in San Francisco, right? Yes. Are you from San Francisco? No. So I'm originally from New York. So I'm an original East Coaster. Um, and I actually moved been in San Francisco for four years. So we moved out here. My job before starting BTR Nation, I was the first hire at a supplement company called Further Food. And I worked. Yeah. So that was I. So I grew that whole company um, the entire time. I literally like launched collagen into the world. um, And I was there for over three and a half years. And so my whole like passion is around like food is medicine and, you know, food too. Yes, it has to be amazing. It has to be taste is the most important but we wanted to also fuel our bodies. So that is why I really aligned with the mission of Further Food. And I started working there as an intern and then became their director of sales and ops and marketing and literally wore all the hats for until we hired a team. And I moved out here with the founder and CEO and we grew the team here. And then the pandemic hit. So that was fun. So, well, quick side note, I kind of asked where you're from in a annoying way because I, I knew you're from Staten Island. That's where yeah, Jordan's I am. from. I, I, oh, that's right. I am yeah. originally from oh, Staten Island. Energy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have Staten Island energy. No, she has East Coast energy, though. You have East Coast energy for sure, but you are not Staten Island energy, believe me. Like, that is, this is not, that's not it. <laughs> It's um it's 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 a, a very fun place to grow up. Um my ta- my family is That's Italian so it. yeah. <laughs> that is a word for it. Um my half my family is Italian. My father's side of the family is Finnish. Um it was you know I met some of my best friends who I'm still, you know, the closest to on Staten Island. Oh, um, but <laughs> so it's a uh, where did you go to school, Jordan? I went to school at Staten Island Academy. Oh, that's right. We spoke about this. Yes, I went to Staten Island Tech. I loved it. It was probably like the best schooling experience ever. Um, even better than college. It was just, I don't know. We like built robots. We were nerds and I still am a nerd and I love it. And I was surrounded by 180 other people who didn't bully me for like liking to read and liking fun. Like, I don't think I ever knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I was, I was actually going to go to medical school. Um, so my background's in biochemistry, but I loved science and I loved how things work. And I, I went to Catholic school for nine years and nine years, eight kindergarten through eighth grade. And I was bullied all the time, all the, cause I like, liked you know, I was the one that raised my hand. I loved school. My teachers, and they were like, you're a nerd. And, you know, that's nothing. But, you know, when you're in third grade, you cry all the time. Um, so that was not that fun. <laughs> but uh, but I went, then I went to high school and it was wonderful. And I went to NYU for college. So, um, yes, yeah, so I literally everything on the East Coast. This is my first experience West. And I do I do love the West Coast. But I was just in New York last week for the Founder Made show. And it's it's home. There's a piece of home there. Um, it is very different that my parents are not are not there and not with us. So I just feel them in my heart all the time. 
Um, and they are literally my driving force plus my daughter, but they, my parents are my driving force every day because they were like eating this product before it was even a thing, uh, which is just really, really cool to be able to pass on their legacy. And they, my mom, my, my dad was an entrepreneur at heart. So he would have loved this and he would have been involved in the business every single day. My mom probably thinks I'm a crazy person because why do you start a food business? It's, uh, it's such a difficult industry. It's so challenging, but it's a roller coaster every day. Like the high highs are incredible and the low lows like leave you in a ball crying, yeah. uh, but we're doing, we're doing great. <laughs> so, so on top of that, so then, so why start BTR, BTR, give a little bit more background as to, you know, why, why bold, tenacious and resilient. Yeah. So both my parents uh, were diagnosed with rare forms of cancer. My mom first, my mom had a leomyosarcoma. Um, so super, super rare, started as a uterine fibroid and then just metastasized. And she was misdiagnosed for so long. And this was years ago, things have changed, but, and then my dad was diagnosed right as like my mom was about to pass with um, appendiceal cancer. So I'm an only oh child. God. I was their primary caretaker. We were in and out of hospitals, like just worst nightmare. I mean, adrenaline pump. I think back to myself then and what I was able to do and accomplish. I must have been like superwoman, but it's just adrenaline. Like you just adrenaline go, rush. Exactly. You just go on adrenaline um, because I was their proxy. I was, you know, everything about their care. So my mom had chemo, radiation, she had hysterectomy, she had every like surgery possible to try to, you know, remove the cancer. My dad had chemo, he went through radiation, no surgery because it like metastasized to the peritoneal lining, like all the everything that you can possibly think of as like worst nightmare. And I what was time just, frame was this? How old? This was over five years ago. So I was in my late twenties. Oh my god. And yeah, it just insane. insane. And I was literally in the hospital just 24 seven, especially as they were like, you know, going more on hospice and whatnot. I slept in the hospital. So pretty much like three, between three and four years of like eating out of hospital cafeterias. And we were in Manhattan, right? So like I would run to a bodega if I could, but I didn't want to leave because you have to like, you have to wait and see the oncologist and you have to wait and see this, you know, the hematologist, they were on TPN, they were on all these different types of things to try to get nutrition. It was, it was horrible. So I literally just ate at the hospital vending machine and in the cafeteria and it was abominable. It just absolutely the worst. So snacks, you know, sugar laden, full of junk. I felt like crap. They felt like crap because this is also what they were feeding them. And I was actually, when I was back in New York, I actually went to my dad's cancer hospital and I saw the same vending machine was there. Same vending machine, same type of snacks. I mean, maybe there was a little bit of a mix up, but this was, you know, five years later. It's appalling what healthcare, what is presented in healthcare. And I, I had a colonoscopy a few months ago. I'm very, very mindful of my own health, especially with my parents. And we just have so much history of cancer, diabetes, everything in my family. And I had my own colonoscopy. Literally, I'm like coming to after I was knocked out. They're like, do you want a muffin or graham crackers? And I'm like, no, I brought a bar. I'm good. And they're like, oh, these look good. And it's like, it's such a simple solution. Like totally understand. Like there's a time and a place you want to have M&Ms in the vending machine. Go for it. Absolutely. I think sometimes like we create a lot of content around vending machines, snacking, making on the go snacking, accessible and actually good for you. And 99% of the responses are, this is amazing. I never thought about this. Like, yes, do it. Then there's the 1% that are like, don't take away my M&Ms. And I don't like, 
more power to you. Like I want people to eat what they want. I 100% believe in food choice and accessibility. Just one or two options, like just a bag of nuts would be nice. Like something for people who, you know, I don't have celiacs. I'm blessed to be able to eat gluten, but I don't feel that great eating a ton of gluten. And my parents didn't feel that great with gluten and dairy. So I took to the kitchen to create these better for you snacks and they low in sugar, plant-based. And the first two recipes were our cinnamon cookie dough bar and our dark chocolate brownie bar. And they were in bite form because I couldn't make bars. So I would bring them to the hospital and they loved them. They were able to digest them, which was good. Uh, my mom was a little bit tougher because my mom had trouble swallowing. So, but she, the, so dark chocolate brownies and cookie dough, that's why they're chewy because it's easy to go down. And doctors, nurses, other caretakers, like people just around us really loved them. And they were like, you have something here. And my father, actually, he worked in trademarks and patents. He actually incorporated the company as an LLC. Now we are a C-Corp, but he incorporated the company as an LLC as he was like, oh, this, I love this brownie one. So I'm going to call it Better Brownie Bites. And he made the company for us and said, here, I think you should do something with this one day. And it just sat there essentially. Like we didn't, you know, for years, didn't touch it. My recipes were in a Google doc. Um, but then when my dad passed away, I was like, mm, I would look at the recipes and say, maybe I should bring it to market. But I was working at Further Foods. So I knew like how hard it was to run a business. Right. And then in the middle of the pandemic, it worked. Just everything felt so uprooted. And, you know, I think everyone had this existential crisis. Are you living your purpose? Like it, there was just so much, it, so many businesses came out of the pandemic. I said, screw it. I, you know, I love further food, still very close to the team. Um, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something for myself and for my parents' mission and legacy. And, and nothing existed on the market yet like this. And I was like, how could this have not happened? And it's, it's not my goal to ever be like, I'm just gonna, you know, recreate the wheel and just put something out there that, you know, someone else is doing. Like we're gonna find, even though in the bar set, there's not that much white space there is white space. There's two categories in the bar set. Literally, like you might have like real food ingredients, but you have a ton of sugar. So someone like myself, predisposed to diabetes, I can't eat a ton of sugar, even if it's from dates or coconut sugar. Like I just, you know, if it was only like two or three grams of sugar, cool, that's great. But if it's like 20 grams of sugar, I can't eat that. And I know there's a lot of people in this world that also can't. Um, and then you have like these keto, and I'm putting it in air quotes, um, these keto bars that have just so much junk in them because what do you do to take out the sugar? You have to put other stuff in there. Um, so it took us, like I had the original recipes, but it took us months to be able to recreate what exists today as BTR Nation. And it still takes us. We're launching our strawberry shortcake bar next week. And it's amazing and delicious. Oh, We've excited. been working on it for a year. So I can't wait to send it to you. It's phenomenal. It literally tastes like strawberry shortcake. You know, when you look at someone and you're like, wow, they are glowing. What is their secret? And I can I please be let in on this ASAP? Well, recently I felt that way about my friend and I called her to see what the beep she was doing. And she says to me, Rachel, you've got to try the collagen that I'm taking. It has changed my life. Now, I thought that liquid collagen sounded really gimmicky. It was overhyped, but I figured, hey, why not give it a whirl? Worst case, it doesn't work and I don't need to take it anymore. Well, fast forward to a month later and I am shook over the results. And if my mom who tells me I look tired after I get a full night of sleep is telling me that I have a glow from this. I'm not kidding you. You know it is legitimate. Now, the key here with taking liquid collagen is the consistency, like most things in life. Two times a day, every day, for they say at least three months. The average person sees results after three months of consistently taking it. I did after three weeks, so I can't even imagine what I will see in three months. 
I'm taking liquid collagen over powder for a few reasons because this question comes up all the time. Number one, it's easier for me to incorporate this into my daily life over powder. I take two tablespoons at the same time every single day. I don't have to mix anything. It's just drinkable. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink smoothies. So I stopped using collagen peptides because it was so hard for me to incorporate that into my diet. I also learned that powder has a 30% absorption rate and liquid has a 90% absorption rate. So that really won me over. I'm linking to the collagen that I'm taking in the show notes. You get 10% off with my link plus more if you subscribe and save. It makes the most sense to do the subscription for two reasons. Number one, you need to give this three months to even know if it's going to work. So if you don't subscribe to it, then you're going to have to keep ordering after the 30 days because one order, like two bottles of it are for 30 days. I use the skin variety and I love it. It has a subtle taste of berry and it's really easy to drink. If you have any questions on this, let me know. I'm happy to answer them. And if you want to order it, you can find the link to my collagen over in the show notes. And now let's dive back into today's episode. Can you walk us through like why your ingredient profile differs? Like if someone is standing in the grocery aisle of bars and they pick up one of your bars versus, you know, another like popular protein bar on the shelves, like what are the ingredient differences that like make you stand out? And like, why is that like, why is that important for consumers to recognize? Yeah. So, so our philosophy is to take out what's inflammatory and infuse in what's good. So we're doing two things, which makes it very challenging to make a product um, while also making it taste good and have these like functional nostalgic flavors. Um, so lots, lots of challenges there. So for us, we really pride ourselves on our never ever list. So you're never going to find soy. You're never going to find natural flavors. You're never going to find anything. Art- and when people say nothing artificial, like there's natural flavors in everything. Do I eat natural flavors? Sure. Like, I mean, it's impossible yeah. to avoid. Yeah. It's the reason I remove them from our product is because there is so many flavor houses in the country. No one, it's proprietary. No one really knows what's in there. And for me, like if I just, it it could be not that bad. I don't want to say good or bad, but it could be not that inflammatory. I just don't know. So if it's something that I can't tell our consumers, like this is what it is and this is what it's going to do in your body, then that transparency isn't there for me. So we don't have any natural flavors. We're one of the only snacks on the market to remove them. Um, so that's why we can't have like a birthday cake bar because there's birthday cake, natural flavor. And if I knew what they were and what was in it, and I could explain it and, and have a rationale for it, maybe things would be different. But literally every flavor house that I've spoken to, they're just like, oh, proprietary. We can't tell you. So there's like 10 yeah. people in my co-packer. We joke about this all the time. There's like 10 people, probably more, but like 10 people in the country that actually know what's in that ingredient. Um, so that's so, really special. So it's actually called birthday cake, natural flavor. Yeah. Yeah. But like you'll see like in some of that there's like vanilla natural flavor and like chocolate. Like there's I know, but like birthday cake is just like such is this funny that that's like now actually exists. natural flavor. Like chocolate, yeah. vanilla, I get, but birthday cake's not even like a actual flavor. Because it does right. Like for us, we like want something that like grows on a tree or grows in the earth. And that's that's our philosophy, is it's like as real food as possible. You know, we we are we're a snack, right? We're a packaged snack. So yes, there's processing, right? Like you have to blend all of our ingredients in this giant Hobart mixer. So basically it's like a KitchenAid times 10,000 in, in sitting in our co-packer. Everything's blended. It goes through an extruding machine. So that is how it's made. Um, but besides that, like nothing, it's so, it's, I don't want to say it's so bare bones, but it's actually quite easy to make. You just need to make sure that everything is in its right 
its right forms. So we have this balance between like things that are powdered forms. So we have, you know, we obviously are, we're using pea protein, we're using almond protein, pumpkin seed protein. So all plant-based, very hard to find plant-based bars out there as well. Most bars have whey in them. So that's another thing is we don't use any whey. We don't use any milk protein or casein just because, you know, 70% of of this country just has some issues digesting dairy. I'm also blessed in that way. I do not have issues digesting dairy, but my parents did. So I was using plant protein for them. So I'm like, let's, let's keep it the same. And people do love that because it's so hard to find plant-based bars. And, and then obviously things in liquid. So we use coconut oil, we use our nut butters. So we, this is a common question and our banana nut bar is a little bit more oily than the average bar because it is like if you would open a jar of almond butter on the shelf, it's going to have that layer of oil on top. People are like, oh, this is interesting. It literally is like freshly baked banana bread and it's super, super natural. But we have to do that education because when people open a bar, they're used to it being super waxy and we don't use lecithin. We don't use emulsifiers. There's just a list of things. So I do pride myself. I love to, to do that education. And, you know, I would say the majority of our target consumer cares. Um, the majority of America probably doesn't. However, they do care that there's no added sugar, that it's low in sugar. Each bar has two to three grams of sugar and they care that the ingredients are things that they can pronounce and that they'll see like, oh, there's some superfoods in here. Like those are the three reasons people pick us up off the shelf. But the main reason people come to us on the shelf is because of, super bright, it's super vibrant, and they see like energy, bliss, like things that they want to feel. Uh, and that's really where we've seen like our like our velocities on shelf move really quickly. So so yeah, it's been uh it's it's been a ride figuring out though like the hierarchy on the packaging and it's um it's that's the, the most fun part though in my opinion. What makes them taste sweet if like well they don't taste like overly sweet, but you know what I mean like what gives them that like you have very desserty flavors. So what gives it that desserty type of flavoring without all of the sugar? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. And it's true, like the the final like note on the tongue is not going to be sweet. And I think sometimes people are like, oh, like we'll get feedback that are like, this is like the perfect level of sweetness because it's not sweet. But nuts, seeds, we do use vanilla extract, um, cocoa butter, like every flavor has like things that are like the real food. And then we use a touch of pure monk fruit extract no erythritol, no sugar alcohols, no allulose, no stevia. Um, monk fruit is literally, we do a lot of education around monk fruit as well, because obviously there's a lot in the news right now about sugar alcohols. I don't eat sugar alcohols because they're not because of the recent studies, but just because they don't work very well in my gut. Yeah. Um, but pure monk fruit, it's so funny because like the consumer doesn't really have access to pure monk fruit at the grocery store, but that is, it's, it's such a high priced commodity. It's $500 a kilo because it's a fruit and it's literally squeezed to make the monk fruit extract. It is so clean and natural, but people get it confused with erythritol all the time because on the shelf, people see like, oh, I can buy monk fruit. Oh, but it has erythritol in it. So they think yeah. immediately from like a wholesale perspective that that's the only monk fruit that exists when there's a ton of monk fruit out there that is just 100% pure. So that is also, it'll give a little bit of sweetness because I mean, we use a drop, but monk fruit is technically sweeter than sugar. And then just talk about the rest of the product line. So you started with the two flavors that you were, you know, created in your kitchen to help your parents. And then you've also now started this chocolate bite line. Love to hear Ch about it. Chocolate hot. Hot, sorry. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> For me, it's a yeah, bite. I, I, I just know all the thing. I mean, have you even had the 
Have you even been able to have one? Because our I mean, every once in a while, when no one's home, I'll sneak the snacks that I want to eat that are oh, you know doesn't need stuff so that no one eats it. I love it. I see. I, I literally I see on Instagram them going in the pantry, and it's this is the stuff that I have to look forward to because she's not really walking yet. So it's like with our help, she's walking, but. I'm, I, I know as soon as as soon as she's able to walk, she's going to be running and taking all my snacks. So I'm going to have to hide them on the top shelves. Um, yeah, although I'm five feet, so I can't really reach them. Either. <laughs> I was going to say, really? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a love hate relationship putting all the snacks in the drawer because it's nice for the independence, but it's also like the thirtieth time that Brody takes out his fifth bar of chocolate. I'm like, <laughs> dude. No. I was like, oh, we'll do Montes- Montessori style, like yes. in the pantry, like so they could you know pick out their own sack and have independence. But that means like Brody wants a meat stick at 730 in the morning <laughs> and like we had to move their gum gums, their gummy vitamins. And mm-hmm. I stopped actually ordering gummy vitamins. So the chocolate hearts are I can't say I can't say chocolate hearts, like not say how Ezra does, because it's just hysterical. Um, okay. But like you, I think we had just had like four bags and like they were gone in less than a week because they have to eat two to three per serving. Yes, I love let it. them have two to three because I love it. They're only and they're only two grams of sugar. So that was my thing. Is we uh, so the reason I anything that comes out of a vending machine. So I'll start there. Is our philosophy is that we are building this on the go snacking portfolio. We're not a bar company. We're not a chocolate company. We are a functional snacking company. And anything that would people would see in a vending machine behind that plexiglass, we're going to try and recreate and make it actually good for you because a lot of times people are like, oh, so you're trying to get into vending machines, and it is like it's a not a non-starter for conversation because it is so challenging to get into vending machines. Big food basically owns the majority of those spaces. Maybe there's one. Um, and then a lot of vending machines are privately owned. So they're just people who essentially like buy vending machines off of like eBay. They stock them from like Costco or, or Walmart or something and they buy it in bulk. And this, I mean, it makes sense. It's it, the business model makes sense. I totally get it. Um, one day we might have some of our own vending machines. It is, um, it's in the, the plan. But for us, we just want to replace the concept of like having to go to a vending machine or having to go to a hospital cafeteria or, you know, a, a micro market that might not have what you need. So we are trying to, you know, be accessible at airports, universities, hospitals. It's happening. I'm very excited about that. Um, but for us, our philosophy is like, if you want to take something from home, you can grab it from your pantry instead of what you would find in a typical vending machine. So what's the best selling snack in a vending machine is the peanut butter cup. Um, so we did our play on what a nostalgic nut butter cup basically meets a decadent truffle. Um, we our, our co-packer is it's very difficult to find co-packers that are going to work with peanuts. Uh, so we do not have a peanut butter cup, but everything is filled. It's, it's filled with nut, nuts, essentially. So we have almond butter. We use cashew butter. We use hazelnut butter. So we really wanted to try and upgrade the standard peanut butter cup and create. And also my mom's favorite candy was a peanut butter cup. So I'm like, this is cool. Let's, let's do that next. Um, we have two new chocolate innovations coming this year. So I cannot wait to share them with you. Um, one is a a teaser. So one we're working on is uh, we're working on another cup and then we're working on a, a play off of another candy that is more like in bar form. Um, so if you think about like, you know, your Twixes of the world, like we're, we're trying to, to make these, this happen. It is so like props to Twix and Milky Way. Like there, there's so many layers of complexity there. It is so challenging to make something. And then to also take out the sugar, we use date sugar as our, um, alternative sugar for our chocolates. And that's also why like, 
the dark chocolate isn't, it doesn't have that bitter taste because I think it's very challenging to find dark chocolate, especially for kids that don't, that doesn't have that bitter note. Um, so we use date sugar. We also use a touch of pure monk fruit, although we might even be taking it out in the chocolate because we don't really need it. Um, it's literally the dates and the nuts. And we obviously, our cherry flavor, I'm sure the kids love the cherry flavor is our it's best seller. My favorite too. Um, it's we the use best seller. It is the best seller. It's such an underrated flavor combo. And I think that's probably why. Like I'm a brownie girl. So like to me, it's like my go-to. But yes. so I would have thought the brownie was the best seller. I, so it's our second best seller. And Snickerdoodle is interesting. I think it's people might be a little bit hesitant to try Snickerdoodle because they're like chocolate and cinnamon, but it's like a Mexican hot chocolate once you actually like take a bite. Um, but both, that's why the variety pack people end up buying. That's just so they can try one of each flavor. And the chocolate, it's so surprising because it is still flying in the summer. So we ship D to C nationwide in the summer. So we're shipping 90 degrees to Texas, Arizona. Obviously, New York is going to hit 90 degrees and New Jersey will hit 90 degrees soon if it hasn't already. Um, it did last week. It's, yes. So we're we're managing to do it with like very minimal meltage. So I'm very proud of us because we do all of our own fulfillment and operations as well. So it's something that I haven't been able to trust with anyone yet um, is really being able to offload that business. So we actually have a team that helps us fulfill out of our own warehouse in San Francisco. So it's... But shipping chocolate in the summer, it is insane. We're meteorologists, essentially. We have to check the weather every single day. We have like a whole map up. It's But it's fun. It's a, it's, it's a fun part of the business. And the chocolate is like a labor of love. It's, um, it's like my third child um, because it was so intense to make. And the bars were hard to make to like get the right recipe. But the chocolate is just... It's and I, I'm constantly in our chocolate factory helping to make the chocolate. It's such a, I feel like Willy Wonka. So it's cool. I remember, and like, I'm not saying this to scare you, but I always think of what Jason Carp said on that episode of if he knew what he knows now about the chocolate industry, he wouldn't have gotten himself into the chocolate industry. Clearly it paid off for him. So like, don't let that deter you. But I was like, it's so- I love it's, Jason. It's, yeah. I mean, he's revolutionized so the industry. So so tell us more about like the behind the scenes of BTR Nation. So who is helping you run the business? Like, do you work with your husband? Like what is the... Yeah. So it's so as of April 30th, it was just me for two years, which is insane. For everything? Um, Pretty much. Yes. So my husband will help in the warehouse. Um, so we do have like, we'll hire like some part-time help in the warehouse to fulfill and whatnot. Um, and that's just out of the goodness of his own heart. So, but otherwise, like I'm the only full-time employee that still is like just literally like hundred hours a week BTR. Um, we did hire a director of operations who's part-time uh, May 1st. So that's been a game changer because my background is in D2C and Amazon and being able to like builds the brand on social and just, you know, connect with people and just get the word out there. That's, and that's also what I love to do. But then the operations is so intense, especially with chocolate and managing so many ingredients. So, so supply chain, working with distributors, all the fun stuff. Um, so I was like, it's time to, especially as we embark more into the retail space, it's time to bring someone on. Um, I have a, a summer intern as well. So she's amazing. She's actually staying with us here in San Francisco. Um, her parents are investors. So like pe everyone is very invested. So like our investors are like really invested in BTR. Like it's like, they will come and help us work. One of our investors was at FounderMade and she was like helping us man the booth and she was helping us get product shipped out. Like they're so invested. And 90% of them were customers that were accredited investors that were like, I'm obsessed with this product. 
I want to be involved in some way, shape or form. And I was like, okay, I'll let you know when we're fundraising. And as soon as we opened our round, they were like, okay, we're in. Um, so very blessed there, but uh, otherwise, yeah, that's the whole team. <laughs> so it's a, we're, we're tidy, um, but hopefully growing 2024 or end of this year, we will hire someone for sales. So you are amazing. I mean, it, it'll pay off in the end that you're like, have that hustle and tenacity right now to be doing this. But obviously like as you grow, yeah, you'll, the, the expansions, well, I always say like, you always want to hire, I can't say this from that good of experience because I'm kind of hypocritical because I've only hired one person, my husband. <laughs> but like you always want to hire people around you that are like smarter than you and can yes. like bring things to the business like you don't know exactly. how to do. But exactly. also it's like this feels like your baby. And like this is such like an emotional, you know, company for you. So tell us about the fundraising. Like what was it like raising capital as a female entrepreneur in the snack snack food space? <laughs> pregnant. So that was, oh my God. so I think to myself, okay, this is great. Like we got our first couple of investors, like literally in my sleep, this is going to be so easy. And it, I mean, it wasn't in comparison to others. Like I hear some nightmare stories. So, you know, ours was an angel, essentially like pre-seed round, um, because we didn't do friends and family. I, you know, my friends and family are, they, they're not entrepreneurs. They're not like, you know, they're like, oh, I'd love to invest. Like, how much equity can I get for a thousand dollars? Like, that's very sweet. I I love you, um, but that's like a penny. It's <laughs> literally like a penny, a dr- drop in the bucket. And yeah. I think that's one. You know, I hear a lot of founders all the time. Mark Samuels from I Want Organics talks about this. Like, whatever you think you're going to need to run the business, think ten x. Uh, that is what you actually need. And I come from, like, I have some experience. I ran a business. So I managed every aspect of the ins and outs of further food for over three and a half years. So I'm like, I got this, like finance, but I didn't, I didn't manage our, our finances, right? Because I wasn't the CEO. So every other aspect, bringing in the sales, acquiring the customers, forecasting data analytics, I did all of that, but I didn't fundraise. So I have no fundraising experience. So here we are, we have probably like four of our four or five just customers that were accredited investors. They joined the cap table. I'm like, yes, we're off to the races. Um, I'm about eight months pregnant at this point. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to probably just take a little pause. I didn't, I did not even go on maternity leave. I gave birth and did up having an emergency C-section. So that was like really derailed my plans because I was like, this is great. I'll be traveling in a month. I literally took me four weeks to actually like walk further than around my block. Um, but my husband had to take over and be in the warehouse like constantly. So I gave birth and three hours later, he was shipping out a pallet to UNFI. <laughs> like I have an infant that I don't, I'm like, this is, how am I going to do this? Um, and it, his family is on the other side of the country. So it has been definitely challenging. But once again, it's that adrenaline that kicks in. Um, and then like a week later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to fundraising. And it's really for us because they're all, everyone's angels. Um, we, it was like friends of friends and intros from people. Like literally, I just learned to put myself out there as much as possible. And I'm also not a person to like brag or boast that much on LinkedIn. So I learned you have to do that. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to put it all out there, especially um, as a solo female founder that just had a baby. Um, I had some interesting comments that were directed to me, um, not from investors. Our investors have actually, all those conversations have been so incredible. And like I say, I'm so blessed with that. But just, you know, agencies that would be like, oh, you know, you'll be back at it in a week. Like I, you know, I'm a new dad. I was, I was back in, in the field a week later and I'm like, just really interesting comments. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I get it, right? Like it's, um, it's 
really, really challenging to, to raise in this environment also is we also started raising in like an economic downturn. So mm-hmm. it took us probably, you know, we're actually, we're launching a crowdfunding campaign on Republic that was supposed to be part of our original raise, which was for half a million dollars. We actually got oversubscribed for our raise. So we raised over $600,000. So thank you. Um, so I'm proud of that. And then Republic is kind of like, we just have customers now that are like, we want to invest and we have a thousand dollars. So this is a good way for people to just, you know, kind of throw some cash in, get a piece of BTR nation, feel even more invested in the company. So we don't actually need that, but we're, we're, we're doing it because it's there and our customers are just so excited about it. And yeah, and that will officially, I guess, close our, our pre-seed round. And before I know it, we'll have to raise again. So, um, because every retail launch it's, we're really seeing that for distribution, that's where the capital is going. Um, we're, you know, D to C, we're super, we're profitable. We, you know, I know how to run a company very well, D to C and, and on Amazon, but it's time. We just have too many, too many requests to be in Whole Foods and Sprouts and Target and, you know, everywhere nationwide that, but it, it does take a lot of capital to do that. So that is on the docket for 2024 um, is to start like our official, like priced seed rounds. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that because now I've, I've, I've dipped my toe. So now I've built, you know, an investor pipeline and we just, we have our, our original investors that are like, yeah, I'm excited. Like, let's do this again. So that's, um, that, that's something to look forward to, but it is really hard to ask people for things. And now not only are you asking people to like be a part of your team, you're asking people for money, (laughs) which is just like a foreign concept to me. And, you know, my parents, I remember like growing up and my parents were like, I was just taught to like, you do everything you fend for yourself, but this isn't for me. This is for the business and the business is on a rocket ship. So now you want a, a part of this. Like now I'm in this Space mindset where it's like now I'm interviewing our investors and like they need to also be a, a good fit for us because we are we're something to talk about now. So it's but it, it takes some time to like get into that that headspace. So we saw firsthand when we were, we fundraised two million dollars last year for a great shit and congratulations. It was, thank yeah. you. It was so fascinating being on the other side yeah. of like well, the other side of the Zoom call, I guess you could say, because mm-hmm. we were so used to people like asking us for money, and then yes. here we are, we're like two noobs. I'm pregnant with our third kid. I'm like, <laughs> yes. yeah. So this is why we're gonna take your money, and then with, <laughs> with your um. Those are the, at the time too, when you're getting out of breath. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I was winded. <laughs> that was my biggest issue too, is I yeah. was so winded and it was so, it's, it was just so challenging to talk and get so excited about things. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I was like <laughs> trying to breathe. I was also like falling asleep on call. Like I was so tired in the beginning that no one knew I was pregnant. So I couldn't even be like, my apologies. Like, I'm feeling well. I like sometimes after the call, I would just tell them so they wouldn't think I was like a bitch and that they didn't want to like <laughs> talk to me. I was like, I'm so sorry. It's not you. It's, I, it's and it's not me. It's the baby. Yes. Um. Like I will blame blame the baby for that, but it's it takes a lot of hustle to have a business, let alone as a female and as a mom. It's a lot of hats hats for someone to someone to take on. It is, and I um there are days where it's really challenging. My last trip from New York. Usually Maddie is like so excited to see me. And this time I came home and she did not want anything to do with me. She only wanted dad. And she was super pissed. And, and I brought my intern with me. So she's like, who is this stranger? Mom brought her into the house. Like what is going on? And even now when, when I'm at the where I was at the warehouse the other day and I came home and I was you know gone for probably like four or five hours and I woke her up. So good 
goodness, like she cannot be woken up. She was so pissed. And it's like lately, this has been like a hard hit. I'm like, oh my God, does she love me as much as my husband? It's been, uh, it's been a challenge. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm doing this for her. And I just have to kind of just like suck it up. And, and, you know, she's like a goldfish, right? Like, and that's also my mindset too. If someone says, you know, like Ted Lasso says, um, we're big TV, TV fans and love Ted Lasso. Like be a goldfish. Only people that don't watch that show. I was watching it and then you had no interest. And then... I was like that in the beginning too. I really, I watched a lot of it more than Rachel has. Yeah. It's, um, I was in the beginning because I was like, my husband was like, why? He was like, you have to watch Ted Lasso. We have to get on, on the show. And I was like, fine. I trust you. He usually has good taste. I'm like, okay, I trust you. And I'm like, why am I watching a show about soccer football? And it's like, there's just some very like good nuggets and inspiring moments. So one of them is be a goldfish and essentially goldfish have 15 second memories. And it's like, someone says, no, get back on the horse. Like it doesn't matter. It's, you just have to keep going. And a no is not like a no, it's a no now, but it's not a no forever. So they're actually like, it's a lot about mental health. And cause I'm really open about my journey. I, I have generalized anxiety disorder and I'm just very high functioning. And I share a lot about this on Instagram, but there are times where I'm just like constantly in my brain, just every possible scenario that could happen for the business, for family. So I, I like to share as much about mental health as possible because it's, um, it's, it's, it's super hard. It's, there's just so much that's going on at all times in the world. And the world can be a really tough place, especially I really feel post pandemic, a lot has changed. Um, so I try to share about that. And that's also why like we infuse these good for you superfoods in our products, the, like Rishi and Cordyceps and things that can help keep our stress levels in a good spot. There's it's a very full circle 360 is how is how I look at the business. So is and then your- I don't did I answer your question? I started talking yeah, about Ted Lasso fine. and then we we went we that's went on right. a TV rant. That's that's the best part of the story podcast. of my life. Um <laughs> I love it. this could be like a naive question. But like what exactly is generalized anxiety? Is that just overall like general anxiety? Like sorry. It is. Like naive no, no, it's not at all. It's I didn't know either. And my, my I've mom never heard of it. My mom was diagnosed with it, my grandmother as well. So I think there's probably some genetic link. Um, so it's really like so if you get pan- so panic attacks is usually part of anxiety disorder. And it's not anxiety for just one particular purpose. So this was how I was diagnosed because I was like, I'm just stressed because there's a lot going on, but it could be like things are good or things are like, you know, I'm riding this high and all of a sudden I'm getting like a panic attack still. So that's usually how they know that there is, that there's anxiety going on, that it's not just only environmental. Interesting. Okay. I oddly feel like I resonate with that. Do you have a weighted blanket? I don't. Um, but I feel like I want one to just, I feel like it's just going to calm and soothe me. Do you recommend it? So I was like talking about weighted blankets, probably ever since Dr. Will Cole told me about them on, on my podcast before before it was even on the podcast years ago, like years ago. And like, then I forgot about it. And then I was like talking about it recently. And then Jordan, like, you know, we're together 24 seven. So he hears all the ridiculous and, you know, sometimes important things that I say. And it was my birthday last week. And he was like, he got me a weighted blanket for my birthday, which was like a really I felt like created gift because yeah. like you really picked up on the fact that I kept talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not good job, Jordan. It was a real, I, I, I was like, it was a really good gift idea yeah. because I never yeah. said like, I want one. I was just always like, Ooh, that sounds really cool. Like, Oh, I should probably, maybe I should try it. Like I just, and then I would forget. And on, so on the couch, we like tried, my brother was over and we, we tried it out. It was like the second I put it on my chest, like my heart palpitations went away. 
Yeah, it's okay. All right, you've, you've sold me. I've once again, it's like something I talk about, and it's like in the back, like those things where it's like, oh, I have to order it, and it's like on my yeah. list of things to order, and then life gets in the way. And all right, you've sold me on it. I'm actually the only way I do things is I write them down. So I'm writing it I'm down. So with you, I'll Weighted send you blanket. the link to the one that we have. Just text me. I'll send it to you. Thank you. I I mean, I don't, he did more research. So did you like look into a lot of different ones or you just like, how'd you pick this one? Yeah. I don't know. There's, I mean, I just Googled weighted blankets and there's so many articles now that give you like higher price ones, lower price ones, ones for your bed, ones for your couch. I mean, there's just so many different options. Yeah. Um, but Rachel's, Rachel's very yeah. into like the aesthetic. So I found one that was like, functional but also look nice because there's some that just look like a you know more like a down comforter got it um, okay like this it had good lay on the couch but yeah it had really good yes. reviews but okay, i've also great. been putting it on top like i we sleep with a duvet and i have like you know my sheet and my duvet and it's not warm like i put it on top of the duvet so i'm sleeping with ultimately oh, three wow. layers which the first night i slept with it I go, this is probably going to be a little hot because i'm you know postpartum very very warm at night and i'm not warm at all like okay. it doesn't really bring that much heat it just makes it's like a hug right like and that's yeah. the thing is i mean we also like as humans yeah. we don't hug enough i i was reading an article the other day where it's like we need to have like at least 10 hugs a day what? and i know i just Not feel, a year? Like, feel loved a no year. <laughs> rachel's like you, get the hell away from you're me. like no way i want my personal space i'm also i'm kind of like a little balanced but they're but i also i don't really like i don't love hugs i mean especially from people like i don't know i'm like why am i hugging you but it's but i would love like more hugs i tell my husband i'm like let's let's hug and so we'll do a family hug but like it's like probably half a hug a day and this weighted blanket can be their other nine and a half hugs that i need it could be and like i'm not a hugger i don't like to be touched like my love language is not touch okay. at all yeah. um the weighted like, blanket my, that's all you need yeah i really i'm really into it i think it's been a good addition to my life thus far so i recommend it and i love that you shared that like your heart because that's usually what happens with like my panic attacks is it'll start usually like just heart palpitations and then like brain is racing and then, but it can go like, it can manifest anywhere. So it can manifest where yeah. it's, I'm a nail biter. It can manifest in like gut issues mm -hmm. and like stomach. Sometimes I'll get a stomach ache and I'm like, just like all of a sudden it like takes over the whole body. Um, and I really like, I'm a big advocate, even though I do not go to therapy because I'm looking, I'm, I'm interviewing therapists because I feel like it's so important to find the right. Cause they become like a partner in your life. And I really would like, would love to talk to someone. Although I have started this new exercise that one, I was introduced to a life coach and I was like, okay, let's, let's see what this exercise is. And it's literally emptying your brain. And I don't do it every day, but I do it, especially when I fly because I want to sleep. So emptying your brain, writing everything down, either on a piece of paper or in the notes section of your phone, everything. So from per personal, professional, like literally this last trip, I was like, okay, I had this email to send out this to do this to do. Then I have to like plan Maddie's birthday party, like every possible thing and try to empty it and exhaust it. So when you think like, okay, I'm done, go even further, like go two, three layers further. And then as soon as it's done, I like sleep like a baby. It's that insane. Take me 45 minutes. Or, like, I know a day. It, it, it took me probably that was the downside. So I usually do it. Like I can't do it at home because it's just going to make me too anxious. <laughs> Cause there's yeah. a million other things to do. But when I'm on a plane, if my Wi-Fi is spotty, I'm like, let's go for it. Um, so I was flying back from New York and it took, took me like a half hour, at least 30, 35 minutes. But as soon as I did it, I slept for like two hours. <laughs> So like almost like a brain dump. It is a brain. Exactly. And I was like, I don't journal. I'm not a big journaler. 
Um, something that like, I feel like I have to be consistent with. Instead, I end up just talking out loud and people are like, are you talking to me? I'm like, no, talking to myself. This conversation, I, you know, I talk to my parents a lot and talk to them about the business. It's, um, it's very interesting because I look like I'm talking to myself, but this really helps because I'm just like typing frantically. And all of a sudden it just, I felt like, Oh, it's not in my head anymore. It's on paper. Like now it's something that they're tangibles, but in my head, then every single to do also leads to a different scenario. My brain is a complex place, um, but it also allows me to run the business from a very high level. So I'm like, good, good brain. But at the same time, it's that's where the anxiety comes from. That's a really good tip. Do you have any other tips for managing anxiety? Probably my best one besides, I mean, it's so basic besides like going for a walk, but literally I become a new person when I go for a walk. It is life-changing. I, I don't know, maybe like in New York, it was not for me when I lived because we lived in the city for many, many years. And still even being back in Manhattan, going for a walk did not feel life-changing. It felt like I was part of so much energy. And I used to love that energy, but now living in San Francisco, we live in a very residential part of the city. It's just beautiful. And I mean, it's usually, usually sunny. It's always windy. So that's, that's the only con, but it's all of a sudden it's like this breath of fresh air. And it has to be for me typically like at least a half hour, because if it's like 10 minutes, I still have all these things in my head. So I do recommend a daily walk. It's not game changing, but it's not life breaking, but it's something that has helped me tremendously. And then I I love my mushrooms. So I, in addition to obviously eating all the bars, I love reishi. I love ashwagandha. So I take ashwagandha as a supplement as well. And I've noticed a pretty big difference. So I thought you were going to tell me you do shrooms. I'd be like, oh, all right, tell me more. Um, the walking. I, I'm interested. I do know a lot of people that like are microdosing, and it's a very interesting. I just, I need to learn more. I think that's before I like do anything. I need to, I need to know every piece of data. Um, I'm a very classic Virgo, uh, where it's like, I need everything listed out every pro con it's, I'm a big list maker, but I'm I'm very, I make lists and do pro cons. You're a Virgo too, Jordan. So you can't make a decision. Yeah. I'm, I'm nine, nine 11 is my birthday. I, okay. I'm nine 17 and I, um, we make decisions, but we need all of the inputs, like yes, every possible you. input. So I hear you, but it's, um, it definitely, it takes a little bit more time to make a decision for, for Virgos. Time. Oh, I, we should have had this time. conversation years ago. What a- <laughs> time. <laughs> and time is precious, right? It's such a precious. Rachel, I must Rachel's have like firing time. decisions like left and right. And I'm just like writing down. <laughs> Gemini. And I don't even know if this is what that means, but I'm like, go, 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 go. Like, we'll figure it out when we get there kind of person. I don't need to like weigh the pros and cons. If I have an idea, I just execute it. It doesn't get thought out for five years. Cause I'm like, the world could end tomorrow. And yes. I don't want to be someone who's like, oops, wish I did that. Exactly. I And I love that philosophy. Like- I'm trying to embrace it more, especially running a business. You do embrace it because you like have no choice. So yeah. sometimes you just pull the trigger and builds the plane as it's flying. So I get it. There's a brand that I'm like advising for that's launching soon. It's really good for kids. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to launch it. They were like, oh yeah, maybe we'll do it in August. Like we don't know yet. And it's a really good back to school product. Yeah. I was like, you mofos now you don't right now. hesitate. Launch this fire put it on fire before the school year. Like someone else is going to take your idea. Like don't yeah. sit on it. Like yes. run with it, go do it. Yes. Like, I just, so I get so that down. first to market is important because you yeah. need to claim your space. So I'm right there with you. It's when it comes to the business, I've never made decisions this fast, but, and personally, like when it yeah, comes to like business. deciding, 
deciding things for Maddie and like picking out themes and stuff. Her, actually, her, I don't know if I've mentioned this already. Her first birthday is a strawberry shortcake theme because we're celebrating the launch of strawberry shortcake. Oh, that's adorable. It'd be so cute. I'm going to share it all over Instagram, but it's all of a sudden I'm like making decisions like rocket fuel. And I'm like, it's, um, I, after making all those decisions, I'm like, I gotta get it. I gotta take a walk. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. I'm a walker. You have to could- make, pull the trigger. Yeah, I call it analysis paralysis because I get so caught up in it that I just can't decide. Yeah, I think I I, I named that for you. I mean, I think that's like a known thing. That's not something. No, I called. I mean, for you, decision for you have like decision mm. paralysis. Like him and his mom, it's so pathetic. Is she the same size side? She's end of September. She's September twenty fifth. I don't know when the signs change. I I think she's a Virgo too. My husband is also a Virgo as well. And then my daughter household. (laughs) But Maddie is a Gemini. So she's yeah, gonna be, she is. She, and she, she's gonna be a feisty. She's so <laughs> feisty. Love her. So feisty. Um, and my like talk about like decision and anal- paralysis and Alice like Adam cannot make it any decisions. None. I make that's the other thing is I think I've just been thrown into it where I have to make decisions. No decisions. Like, do you want chicken or do you want tofu? Like literally. No, he can't make that decision. I have to make every decision for the household. So I've I've embraced it. It's I, hard um, though. In my reel yesterday, my voiceover literally started off being like, I don't know who made me team captain of what everyone has to eat for every single meal, but like here I am. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for taking Thanks the time. For having me. This was so much us. fun. This was I know. Fun. We should just like have uh we should have a walk and talk yes. because I walk every morning, although it's yes. probably pretty early for you. Um, because it's my that's my walking form of of meditation, except yeah. I've been to my mom for she, 45 minutes. She's only missed. Outside of her two C-sections, I've only seen her miss one other day. One day in about over 10 years of yeah. walking. Wow. I walk every day. Okay. I'm going to channel you in case there's a day that I miss. Um, yeah. I do. I wish, you know, I'm always on Instagram and I'm like, okay, here's my, I try to like document it because do it's, it. I need some accountability because I can just get sucked into life. And then I, I do my afternoon walk. So I wish I got some more vitamin D in the morning. It's a, it's a, do it in the morning. I'm trying to do. Yeah. I walk in the morning. I mean, it's a privilege. I'm able to do it by myself. It's literally it's her amazing. like only non-negotiable. It's my, yeah, it's a not like I will leave. Like I, on the weekends, I've been like leaving him with all three kids so I can go for it. Like Cooper is sleeping when I'm, when I'm gone from the most part. Sometimes. He just lays there. But I was You're like, welcome. I don't care. Like it's an hour. I got to go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like it's so important because if I don't go, I'm wicked. <laughs> Um, I love it. It's it's true though. It changed. It really, it sets the tone for the whole day. So I'm going to try because the afternoon is when I, I usually do like a 1 PM walk. If this is West coast time, like I do, this is the biggest thing I miss about the East coast is I like waking up before anyone else and getting everything taken care of. But when I, we, we wake up at six, it's already nine on the East coast. So it's like, I'm already behind. It's the, I literally, since I've been out here for four years, it's a yeah. cause of constant anxiety. <laughs> I know. Well, let everyone know where they could find you, where they could order your bars. I'll link my discount code to actually in the podcast notes so people can get an extra discount. Like, you know, brag about yourself. Yeah. So you can find us btrnation.com, our website. Everything's on our website. So we have limited edition flavors. We have all the chocolates because the chocolate is entering retail, but it's not in retail just yet. Um, But everything's there. You can build your own box, all the fun things. You can find us on Amazon. So everything's on Amazon as well. And then we are nationwide in lots of regional locations. So we are expanding our presence in New York. So we actually actually just launched into Fairway in New York. So I'm super oh, excited. Amazing. This is the first place I've shared that. So um, we have a lot of presence in California. So in Air One Market, Central Market, 
uh, Foxtrot, we're in GoPuff nationwide. So it's, um, and we are really, really working on airports, healthcare, all the places. VTR Nation will soon be everywhere you shop slash be. We're just going to be staring at you from the shelf everywhere. So, um, so please, yes, please give us a try. I'd love to, I love to hear people's feedback, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. Amazing. Thank Thanks you, so Ashley. Much, Ashley. Thank you for having me. 